Hey, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Very special guest today. Yes, uh, he's made it through the traffic, I'm guessing. Uh, we have Oak Hills head baseball coach Shane Edwards. Uh, how we doing, man? Great, man. Thanks for having me today. And uh, it was a beautiful day out and a little nice drive to get over here. Yeah, did you make it through okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just on the backside there. I'm, I'm a country boy at heart. Okay. <laughs> my yeah, yeah, those are the best roads. Uh, tell everybody about your yourself. Uh I'm 45 years old. Uh, sometimes I act and look a little bit younger than that until I take my hat off. So, uh, <laughs> born and raised in a small town called Uniondale. It's in Wells County. Uh, I went to uh, Norwell High School. Uh, had a great experience there. Uh, proud alum. Sometimes people have bad experiences in high school, but uh, I had a great one. Played for some great coaches um, uh, and played uh, football, basketball, and baseball. And, um, Went to IPFW. Uh, it's now PFW. Uh, we were Division Two at the time. Um, played baseball there uh, for Coach Tom Youth. And then um, once I graduated, I, I worked at Peru for three years as assistant coach in football and uh, baseball. And uh, got a weird, weird way of how I got the job at Oak Hill. But I uh, got a phone call and said, uh, Eddie, you have the, uh, an interview at Oak Hill at this time and this date. And the gentleman that called, his name's Bill Jones. Bill Jones uh, was the founder of our coaches association, uh, the Indiana High School Baseball Coaches Association, and uh, I knew him from my playing days. He, w- he was the head coach at DeKalb. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you got an interview at Oak Hill? And I, first of all, Coach, uh, I didn't apply. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where Oak Hill is. Even when I was at Peru, I think we played him a little bit, but I didn't pay much attention. I was 22 and young and dumb and didn't really know where anything was, and and uh, he set it up, and I was going to be there about three years, I thought, and move on. And mm-hmm. here I am 21 years later and <laughs> still living outside of Swayze and staying at Oak Hill. So that's kind of, in a nutshell, what's got me to where I'm at now. That's, those are the best, you know, happenstance. <laughs> no. You know? True. Yeah, he, uh, Coach Jones was awesome in my playing days. Yeah. I just knew him. I was a catcher, and I think head coaches kind of migrate to those guys and uh he followed me i got a coaching job at, at peru with chuck brimberry chuck was a part of uh don sherman's coaching tree if you follow high school baseball at huntington he was very very successful for several years and uh somehow coach jones thought i was a head coach and uh, i actually wanted to be a head football coach uh, <laughs> really but yeah and uh i just went ahead and took the interview they had a math teaching job and uh it's been a, it's been a great fit Fantastic. But, you, but now you're assistant principal, correct? Yeah. Um, I have, I was a teacher at Oak Hill for four years, and then I was the assistant principal for six. Then I went to central office. Um, wow. <laughs> God bless those people that worked there. I did that for six years. I was uh, uh, with buildings and grounds, transportation, mm-hmm. uh, maintenance, cafeteria staff, uh, anything that didn't have to do with a book I was in charge of. Um, kind of played the shell game one year or – previous superintendent joel martin and he's like hey what do you think about going back to the assistant principal i missed kids i miss being in a building uh assistant principal isn't always the most glorious job at a school but uh disciplinarian uh, yeah, yeah yeah discipline attendance uh, things like that but um you know i i think i've gotten to know myself pretty well and i think uh i think i can do that job and balance the the be a jerk but yet try to relate to right. kids so mm-hmm. Yeah, back doing that now. I think this is my fifth year and my second stint. So, okay. yeah, I'm in administration. Nice. 
Now, you also help with the football team, correct? I do. Uh, I'm an assistant football coach. Uh, I've done two different stints with Coach Osman. Um, I was an assistant football coach at Peru for three years. I was fortunate to coach a young man by the name of Brandon Jones. Brandon played mm-hmm. uh, at Purdue with Drew Brees and Coach Tiller and went to the Rose Bowl and all that. Uh, that was that was really easy to coach and call plays as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> but That's cool. Uh, and then uh, I, when I came to Oak Hill, I was an assistant coach as I was a teacher. First time I was assistant principal, I, I kind of got out, thought I needed to really learn how to be an administrator. Uh, got back into it. I love it. Um, I, I really think kids really see – who I who I am mm-hmm. um, when you're the head coach you know you're crazy you're you're you know you, you you're constantly on edge and trying to think about the next play and I do that as an assistant football coach as well but man I, I get excited I have energy um, I can fool around with the guys you know I can play around with nicknames and <laughs> you know just just be who I am right uh, and I love it coach Osman has given me the reins as the uh, special teams coordinator the last four or five years I've coached quarterbacks and DBs the whole time, pretty much. Um, but uh, special teams, it's, it, I think it takes a guy with some energy mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, really focus on that. I, when we watch film, like Coach asked me, you know, what do you think about offense, defense? I, I don't even watch it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Just tell me what you, you guys want the DBs and the quarterback to do and, uh, you know, leave special teams alone. I'll watch that. So. There you go. Yeah. So, you know what, man? You kind of do look like that guy. That gives out some really good <laughs> nicknames. Uh, I I tend to. I uh, sometimes I, I hope the kids are okay with it. Like yeah. I just, just what I see and, uh, and one kid particularly. Uh, he's a special teams player. I really like him, and uh, for whatever reason, he's he's just a different kid. And yeah, and he and he colored his hair green like over the summer. And I've been calling him the Joker. And I finally asked him Friday night. This like two nights or last night. I said, man, I, that doesn't make you mad, does it? He said, no, 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 it's okay. He was actually caught on. A couple of kids have called me that. And so you got to be careful. Like yeah. kids, you know, yeah. in, in administration, they always tell you, make sure you call kids by their first name mm-hmm. uh, because they feel some ownership in that. Like, you know, okay, yeah, I'm proud to be an Edwards, but yet I'm Shane. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's who yeah. I am. And so you try to be careful with that. Um, but I. I think kids like it. Uh, I, I tend to I tend to be that nickname guy for some reason. That's that's, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, we live in a community where our kids are, you know, they like to play around and yeah. have fun. Yeah. At the same time, you got to be care. I understand. I don't want to be calling some kids snot all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some, you know, I. I I've called kids crazy legs. I've called them, you know, Ricky Vaughn. Uh, right now on a football Wild thing. Yeah, right yeah. now on a football team, we have uh, Avery Mills. I've, I've called him A-Train, I think, since he was in about third grade. Um, you know, just I think that's really who I am. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That, that's who I am. Yeah. Football team's rolling this year, aren't they? Man, there's a changing of the guard in the county. I kind of I wanted to stay off that. No, no, we had a good win last night. Yeah, go ahead. You guys did. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we have a great group of juniors and seniors who are uh, not only talented, uh, they're good kids, and, and, and they, they mesh. Um, I've done this long enough in any sport, really, that, like, you know, you can have really talented teams that underachieve. You mm-hmm. can have uh, not so talented teams that overachieve. And, Correct. and when you can get that group that that's talented and they they mesh, uh, boy, it's it's special. You got a guy like Kyle Taranchik who's uh, ultra talented, and and Wyatt Strange, our lineman 
that's in front of him that's getting some offers in, in college football. You know, you need those guys, but then you got to have some other guys that that just kind of are quiet and just do their role, like mm-hmm. Thomas Nally and and you know that that that's what makes our team pretty good right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then not only that, but as we continue to win, uh, you're getting everybody's best shot. Uh-huh. Uh, and and that's not going to change if you keep winning. We're yep. going to get Alexander's best shot next Friday. That's oh for yeah, sure. yeah. Um, when you have a student athlete that is extremely talented, how do you keep them humble and confident at the same time? It, it's a, it's a rough balance yeah. sometimes because sometimes they they. That head balloons up. <laughs> you you uh, you just flat out coach them and, mm-hmm. and make sure that like you try to humble them in some ways, um, whether that's privately a practice uh, or that's you know pulling them into my office in, in, during a, a you know a homeroom type time at school or um, you know putting them in a situation of practice where they're not going to be successful, like getting them to taste. You know, this isn't fun at times. Uh, you know, baseball, that's easy because you're going to fail some point in time mm-hmm. whether you're good or not. Baseball uh, is a game of mistakes. Oh, <laughs> to, way too many. I mean, there's <laughs> a stat uh, called errors. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, you know, I, I've been fortunate. I've coached some Division One players in, in baseball and, and in football, like I talked about with Brandon at Peru. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of times, a lot of times, those kids want to be humbled. Uh, at least in my experience that I've coached with them. The frustrating kid who is the kid who has that ability and and always thinks about how good they are and then doesn't really want to push themselves to be better. Like, you know, I'm the best in Grant County. Well, that's great, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, if we go two counties south in Hamilton County, you ain't in the top ten. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's always somebody better. I know that's so cliché. Uh, God bless my grandfather, and hopefully <laughs> yeah. he's, he's proud of me in his in his grave. But you know, the, everybody's grandpa tells you that. You know, there's somebody better. Just, mm-hmm. You better figure it out. So, I, my experience, that kid that's just ultra talented uh, tends to be the guy that that is humbled and works pretty hard. And and that, again, going back to our football team, you know, Wyatt Strange is really talented, yeah. and there's not a kid in our school that works harder than him in a weight room. Um, so, you know, there's a reason where he's at right now. I always like when coaches will. Get the best player and say, "Hey, go find somebody who's struggling. Mm-hmm. Let's get them up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that makes him a better player too. Uh, yep. You know, my my coaching days in, in baseball, I, I was fortunate to coach Ryan Spalding. Ryan went on to play at Ball State. He was mm-hmm. Division One player. He was All Mac as a sophomore. Uh, he's a really talented kid. Had some had some uh, guys in the pros looking at him when he after his junior year until he got hurt, but. Ryan was always, always finding the next guy to make not only them better, but our program better, our team better. And I, I think being able to coach the game at that age can make you better and make you slow the game down a little bit mm-hmm. more. There's no doubt about that. And that's All right, now I'm going to throw some stuff out here. Okay. Some of the research we did. Right, I'm be, sorry. You know, you've been at Oak Hill since 2005, correct? 2003. 2003, okay. You're all, your all-time wins leader in baseball. Okay. Over, <laughs> over, over, over 250. We're, we're, we're letting our listeners know. That's yeah. all Some right. of them that don't yeah. know. That's okay. You already mentioned I can tell he's already. We always get these. I like it. They're humble, humble guys. Very humble. Yes. Humble. And that's, yeah. You know, that, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, you, know, you already mentioned you coached to Peru. You know, yeah. graduated from Nor- Norwell, IPFW. Yeah. Uh, past president. Yeah. Uh, again, um, I wanted to give back to the the coaches group that got me the position mm-hmm. I have. 
Um, Coach Jones uh, from DeKalb, when he got me involved, I, I, uh, I stayed involved. I was always on committees and so forth um, and, and just wanted to continue to give back to that group. We are – a lot of people won't know this, and that's okay, but um, – and I'm, I'm hoping I get this right. We're the third largest baseball coaches association in the country. Really? Texas because of pure yeah. volume. Right. Um, yeah. Actually, the Texas – State clinic is bigger than the national clinic. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. But uh, Ohio is second, um, and then us. And, really? And uh, you know we have we typically have over five hundred members. Um, and so I, I was a part of our executive council. I became a president. You know, when you're executive council, you're third vice president, second vice president, mm-hmm. first vice president, president, and past president. And uh, I was dumb enough that when my presidency was over in 2016, they said, hey, Shane, will you stick around and help out with some things? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Uh, that was 2016. It's 2022. I help run our clinic. I run the vendors at our clinic. I'm a part of our North-South series that was this past summer in Indiana Westland. Um, you know, I stuck around. Um, another guy that's been in this county, excuse me, that was kind of kept me around, too, is Brian Abbott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian used to be the head coach at Eastbrook for yep. several years. And uh He's big, been, been a big influence for me. I uh, wanted to help continue to be a part of that. Um, another guy uh, that's been a part of my uh, coaching resume and, and learned under that's a local guy that's dear to hearts of everybody in Gas City is Rick Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, coach was involved with our coaches association. Um, still to this day, in my opinion, one of the greatest Hall of Fame speeches anybody's ever given when they got into our Hall of Fame. Uh, just very humble and mm-hmm. true and about his, his family and, and his experience and his players. Uh, coach was never about himself. But that, that's why I was a part of it. That, yep. That's why I continue to be a part of it. I need to find, you know, the next four or five guys that I can try to help out mm-hmm. and get there. Um, dead honestly, our, our baseball uh, and the coaching realms, uh, we're in trouble. We, we have some young guys who know it all from travel baseball. <laughs> And their actions and demeanors are not teaching young men what mm-hmm. it's like to play the game. I, I get the bat flips. I get the let's have fun. I get, you know, being competitive. But at some point in time, it, it you better be humble, respect mm-hmm. the game, and play it the right way. So some of these guys that are coming up that are early 20s, like myself, and I, I had a lot to learn too, trust me. But uh, I, I think I knew what was expected, and mm-hmm. we, we got to hold some kids accountable because these kids act the way they do at times on the field and then go get a job. Um, uh-huh. We're, we're going to be looking for a lot of jobs. Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's, a, that's nice that you touched on that because uh, for me, like, there's something real. and There's something real romanticized about baseball to me because growing up my you know I watched a a lot of Yankee games with my grandfather and I only got him till I was 13 Mm -hmm. and he passed away um there's something about you know watching pro baseball that especially in the postseason uh that really it gives you a sense of of wow it's more than just a game mm-hmm. so now uh it, it doesn't matter what sport it is from basketball step backs and dropping threes at three you know almost three quarter court you know yeah and the bat flips yeah uh how, how do you 
how do you reach out to those coaches and say, hey, you know, um, uh, this is this is what baseball is, and this is what baseball isn't. Yeah, um, that's tough. Um, Robert Falkins, who's the associate commissioner for the HSA for baseball, I talked to him. Gosh, this time of year, once a month, uh, in season, probably once a week. And uh, I've kind of become his liaison to try to get some of these guys to, you know, I'll try to reach out to them if they've made a mistake. Like, hey, you know, let's, let's be better at this. Let's be better at that. You know, um, again, at my age and as long as I've done this, how I react is how our kids will react is how our parents will react. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when Johnny's upset, mom and dad are going to defend Johnny. So if there's a call for us or not if i react like hey it's part of the game or i don't overreact you know i try to think that our kids still are learning the game so they may not even know if it was the right call like they'll look at me like Mm -hmm. how does he react and if i don't overreact they may think it was the right call and in my mind i'm saying things i shouldn't be saying right right but i don't i don't try to react don't get me wrong in a competitive environment we we can all lose our cool Mm -hmm. We, the travel baseball world has allowed guys to just kind of, kind of, you know, do my own thing, and and that's I, frustrating. I, I think there's a couple different worlds. Yeah, and Ted, we've witnessed it. Uh, you know, Ted's been commissioner of several several of uh, the youth programs around here. It's a lot but, of fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of. Um, it is, you know, fun, uh, it, it's, it's a thankless job, and yeah. this guy is is he he's remarkable. But you know, I think it's trained behavior. Uh, we allow parents to act in a way, and then it, whether it's rec league travel, uh, coaches we allow them mm-hmm. to. And you know what, coach, I'm guilty of it too. I oh. was because mm-hmm. some of those guys, you know, now I'm like, man. You know, it's it's the human factor of it all. Don't be a jerk. And then yeah. I'm like, you know what? I was kind of that jerk too. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is, is you you, mm-hmm. you recognized it whether it was that day, that time, or the next day, mm-hmm. um, years later. You know, I, I have daughters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. they're very very active in volleyball. And yeah. uh, man, I've gone to some volleyball games, and I I've just had to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 those competitive environments uh, where we're all I'm competitive. I want to win. I want them to win. Um, but you know, I just am scared for the game a little bit. I, I have coached travel baseball now for like six or seven years with the Indiana Prospects. I enjoy I enjoy that part of it. Um, I enjoy teaching the game to them. But um, some of the things that I see uh, that I just you know, I, I just this past summer had a grown 18-year-old kid going to college from a pretty good high school program, not from this area. I know he's head coach. I know he's college coach. And uh, he he was running his mouth to me about something. And I finally just called time. And I, I literally walked out on the field. It was at Oak Hill. We were playing out at, at the complex out there. And I said, young man, I, I don't know what you're used to, but what you're doing now is not going to get you successful at the college you're going to. And he had some words for me, and, and that's okay. Um, but I text his high school coach and his college coach, and I said, I, I don't know what you're looking for, but here's the interaction I had. Um, you know, I think the kid just needs some help. Um, I wasn't trying to get him in trouble or anything, and they were appreciative of that. But I, I don't think not only the coaches but the kids know – 
like the guy standing in that other dugout or that other box may have an impact. Mm-hmm. And what was funny is the next game we played a team um, out of the kind of the uh, South Bend Penn region. And the guy is a college scout for about five different programs up there. And he wrote the kid off. Oh. So, I mean, like you just don't know. And sometimes that kid's not getting a favor by the co- by the summer coach. Mm-hmm. This kid was. The, the, the summer coach was a tremendous person. And he, he said, look, I've only had this kid a couple of weeks, and this is what I get. But I, I, kind of the roundabout way of what I'm saying is I think sometimes the, the kids are getting a disservice too because that coach is not having some accountabilities. And when I coach summer ball, I tell our teams, like, look, if you're looking for the free-for-all to get away from your high school coach and the expectations they have, this is the wrong team. You know, go find somebody else because mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to tuck your shirt in. You're going to run on the field. You're going to run off the field. You don't like an umpire's call, and I get any body language from you, you're not playing. Um, I, I'm just not going to forfeit that when mm-hmm. I go coach. Do we win less games? Probably. But – I, I guarantee you don't have my Indiana prospects record because I don't post anything. Right, right. Yeah, because <laughs> it well, doesn't matter to me. Now, I guarantee Ted's probably. You can find it. That's a going game changer. You did, dude, I'd be really impressed. With that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that that's that's why we admire people like you. I mean, you're not just teaching them sports. You're you're teaching these kids life lessons. I mean, it's, it's not all... going to get no better once you're out of school. Yeah, no. it, everything's I mean, you know guidance. Uh, I'm sure that kid yeah. probably had probably not the best advice and and has gotten away with uh, popping off. And, yeah. you know, it, sometimes it all comes down to accountability from sure. coach down, well, mm-hmm. parent to coach to yep. athlete. And kids are going to make mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. just as a matter of fact, this past season – we were playing Mississippi in a really close, tight game at Mississippi, and it's competitive. Mm-hmm. And both it was early in the conference, and they were good, and we were good. And and I had a young man make a poor decision on a slide, and he ran into one of Mississippi's players, and they ended up shoving each other, and both got thrown out. And that's that's like the first or second in my career I've had had happen. And you know, we react. I tell a kid get it to the get to the mm-hmm. bus. You're not coming back. Uh, Coach <laughs> yeah. Scott handled his kid, and but you know that. If, if we have that situation when we play Yorktown, I'm going to be hot because we we play Yorktown to get better, not to like be ultra like in your face competitive, right? There's a different setting, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we we have those issues. Um, we we have kids can make mistakes, mm-hmm. but it's our job to make sure we correct them. Mm-hmm. I had actually heard about that interaction, yeah, and uh, a lot of people thought. It was really kind of a cool thing that you know you talking to your player. Oh, it, and and that particular kid, I love him to death. Yeah, um, we we have a great relationship. He just graduated. Uh, he's got a job and he's doing really really well. Um, didn't have the greatest uh, upbringing, and uh, you know he understood. He was frustrated at me at that time, but I said, you know what, this this is life. You know, sometimes right call, wrong call. This is not how mm-hmm. we're going to act, and. And we're going to try to do it better. Um, and uh, what's what's unfortunate for the kid is, and it was the right call. Norm Delf was the umpire. He's been doing it forever. Um, we didn't end the game that day. Mm-hmm. It was 2-2 two two in the ninth. Called for darkness. And we go to the game later on, like three, four weeks later. And uh, the kid says, uh, you know, coach, can I go? And I said, you know what? By I just say rules, you can. 
but we're not going to do it. Um, I'm not going to let you go um, because I just didn't think it was the right image for him because he was the one that his actions are what caused the situation. And I said, you're just, and actually we won the conference because we won in one inning that day Mm -hmm. and that solidified the conference for us. And he missed that. And I'm, that's just a lesson for him. Mm -hmm. How tough of a decision was that? That was easy for me. I mean, honestly, it was an easy decision for me. Hard because of the kid, but that's an easy decision. Right. Yeah, yeah, because we like to – well, Ted will roast you here in a minute and give you a hypothetical (laughs) question because, you know, we talk about all the time uh, talent versus attitude and effort. And it can't – from sitting in the stands, let me just start off by that. Sitting in the stands, you know – and being a parent, you're like you want your your home team to win, yeah. Regardless, sure. And you're not you don't know what's going on in the dugout or why mm-hmm. he's not out there, but you're angry, mm-hmm. and you're not thinking my kid did something. You're thinking that coach doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. A hundred percent. And again, um, it, it, it better go back. You know. The, the haze in the barn type thing. Like that relationship with that kid and myself is so deeply rooted, it didn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. He was upset. He was frustrated, but he knew. I mean, I guarantee you, he knew what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like he just knew. That's just the expectation. That's the advantage of being where I've been forever. That's the advantage of being where I've been forever and supported, mm-hmm. um, making some decisions that aren't always the, the, the most popular. Um, but you know, we're, we're going to uh, do it the right way as best we can. We don't always do it the right way. We are dealing with high school kids. Uh, trust me, as assistant principal, we got problems. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, those situations, when I get to that summer travel stuff, are just frustrating to me. because mm-hmm. and, and, and the thing is, when I have O'Kill kids or any kid that I have, you know, like, for example, this past summer I coached Maddox Beckley, who, who's a matching grand kid, very talented left-handed player, uh, pitcher and first baseman and hitter. Um, and even him, like, just like, what is wrong with some of these kids? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just somebody, somebody's allowed them to be that way or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm, I'm, we're not going to do it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to address it. We're just going to, you know, keep yep. doing what we do. Perfect. What's that's your hypothetical? Bring it. Let's go. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I, I want I want to jump back to this Miss Inwell game from this okay. year though, because yeah. you know, it, it, like I said, you know, whether it's a Grant Four or or mm-hmm. a CIC matchup in the regular season, it's ultra competitive. Yep. And the majority of these kids know each other, mm-hmm. and they're going to rib each other. Yep. But like you said, you guys do it the right way, and I've I've got to watch you for the past five or six years, and very I am I admire you so much because, like you said, you you do it the right way. We try during that game. I one of your better hitters struck out on a questionable call. I'll, I'll admit I it. I was this. I was I, I was this. right behind home plate, and I saw that pitch. I'm like, oh no! The boy slammed his bat down. You just. Frustrated, yeah. you know, okay, that's normal. Next thing I know, the home plate umpire is looking out third base because Shane's heading that way, and the umpire thinks he's coming after him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was going after the player to tell him, we don't do it that way. Yeah. Right in front of everybody. I mean, yeah. And that's – when somebody does that, 
I mean, yeah. that's just. I'll name it. Amazes Evan, me. It was Evan Pearson. Yep. He's really good. He is. Yes, he is. Yes, he <laughs> and is. Evan was just in a competitive right. environment. Uh-huh. And he chose yeah. wrongly. And actually, what's funny is that umpire. He, he he took his mask off and he said, hey, Shane, what's up? And I said, I'm not coming here to talk to you. <laughs> and he said, oh, well, where are you going? I said, give me a minute. So I followed him and yep. and I said, if you need to throw the next pitch, go ahead. But I got things to address. But, yeah, that's- you know, and that's not, and again, I love Evan. I just texted uh-huh. him the other day. He's doing really well. And, and uh, but he's competitive. Yep. And uh-huh. he got in a moment where it could have been big for us in a tight game. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, if it was, if we were up 10 runs and he acted that way i'd been madder mm-hmm. like because that's that's really uncalled right. for but mm-hmm. you understand that situation um what what's unique about baseball and i've coached football i've been a basketball player is like in baseball you're really only watching one thing like nobody uh-huh. watches the left fielder as the pitch right. is thrown, right mm-hmm. unless it's my outfield coach or whoever. right right so all eyes are there so it's kind of you know kind of like wrestling or whatever like you're you're there and that's the only show in town. Mm-hmm. So the way you react is going to be seen. Yep. So and that's and that's actually I just read something yesterday. This guy put a quote out there. He said, People think baseball's a nine inning game. <laughs> He's like, That's wrong. It's a one pitch game. It's a game. one pitch game. <laughs> <laughs> you think about that, you know, that's yeah. it makes you think. It really does. Yeah. But you know so one of the big questions we like to ask coaches is Okay, so you got you got a game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. One of your better players mispracticed today, mm-hmm. and you don't really believe in the excuse he gave you. What's your discipline? I was going to say, my first question is why. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, we've had kids miss the day before practice, uh, you know, sick or, you know, death in the family mm-hmm. or, you know, this day and age, some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if they, if they miss and it, it ain't a good one, um, he, he ain't playing. Right. Um he certainly well let's let's back up he ain't starting right mm-hmm. uh, depending on that situation he may not be playing mm-hmm. uh, it may not even be on the bus or in the dugout wow um let's say he you find out it was because uh he had possibly a date with his girlfriend he had tickets to a concert <laughs> and he was going to see who's who's a is big, he going to see luke combs because i'll go with him <laughs> <laughs> uh, no nah, he, he he ain't coming Yep. Now, yeah, I'll back up. If that kid's never been an issue, never been a problem, and, and there was some circumstance, you know, whatever, it's, it's certainly they, each, each one. But, you know, again, it goes back to, like, there already are set expectations. Mm-hmm. I've already got a relationship with that kid. If a kid comes on our program, especially as long as I've been, if a kid comes into our seventh grade junior high program and I don't know his name, or I don't know, you know, an idea of like some positions he's played or just in general who he is, mm-hmm. that's my fault. Mm-hmm. That's, that's me. So if he makes a mistake and I don't quite understand why, okay, but if I really, you know, am thrown off, that's me. Like, so I, I got to understand the situation, but they're, they're, they're not starting. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be playing. They may not even be on the bus. Um, but sometimes, and this is that balance is if a kid makes a mistake, okay. And and you handle it within the team. Who who's getting punished? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it the team? Is it the kid? Is it is it best to bring that kid and make him be in street clothes and watch the game and then have some humble pie from a community going, yeah. why isn't mm-hmm. Conrad out there? Mm-hmm. Right? Because Conrad's not very good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I sat the bench a lot on a basketball team when I was there, so I get it. But, you know, it, it's just what what is best. Mm-hmm. You know, the particular young man we were talking about from that last game, I, I just personally didn't think it was right for him to be there, so mm-hmm. he didn't come. But I also felt like um, just knowing that young man in that situation, the – the up front in front of the community was not going to benefit that young man. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just, yep. just not going to do Have it. Have you ever let uh, – I don't know if you've ever had the issue come up, but have you ever yes. said <laughs> I know let it be a me. team decision? 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. 100%. You go – again, you go back to those kids, and, you know, everybody says, well, the seniors. Well, I'm going to go to the kid because I may have a junior that started three years in a row, Evan mm-hmm. Pierce, Ryan Spalding, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, Matt Davenport or Nick Mills Paul or whomever, but you know, you go to that group of kids that are part of it and be like, What do you think? What do you want to do? You know, ultimately, the coaches are going to make the decision. But if they want to do A and I'm going to do like 10 times that, now not only did I disappoint the kid who got disciplined, but I disappointed those other kids because, mm-hmm. like, whoa, coaches like way overboard on this, and I can do that. Like, that's why you have good assistance. Like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. And sometimes you get that look like, uh, uh-huh. dude, you are way off on this. So, because we can get emotional. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I've, we've seen it, Ted, where, you know, we have uh, dad coaches. Mm-hmm. There's two types of dad coaches. Good and bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> dad coaches that let their kid get away with everything and dad coaches that let their kid get away with nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a hard balance. Let's, I, it, yeah. God blessed me with daughters. I'm telling you, I'm much more, <laughs> I'm much more patient. I, uh, I, I don't, I don't coach them. I mean, I coach them at home if they ask, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had dad coaches on my staff, uh, Eric Emery, um, uh, Gabe Wagner, yeah. uh, Tommy Pierce. Um, uh, you know, I've had coaches that, but they are the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some are maybe a little too hard on their kid, and they they know that. Right, and we'll, we'll try to step away. Um, I've had Roger Spalding, um, so I just had I've had a good mix. Um, you know, when I first started coaching, like I'm not having any dads. Like this is what we're gonna do. Well, gosh, anymore, you better find someone to help yeah. you mm-hmm. because it may have to be that guy, but you better trust them. Right. Um, yep. You you better you better be able to have that baseball mind. And I, I've had going back to the youth stuff. I've had two youth coaches help me on my staff. They will flat out tell you they don't hardly know anything about the game of baseball. But I put them on our staff because I trust them. Mm-hmm. They they are committed to our school. They're committed to our program, and they are one hundred percent committed to our kids. And our kids loved them. Adrian Hovermail and and Dave Wood, both of them great guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, not baseball people. Uh, they're all kill baseball people mm-hmm. though. And uh, our kids loved them. And and I mean simple stuff. Like Adrian would bring like 15 Arby's sandwiches. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? He's like, our boys are hungry. You know, Dave Wood was always, you know, encouraging kids. And, and they were some of our best youth, best youth coaches we had. Yeah. Not because of a ton of teaching in the game, but just being relational with kids mm-hmm. and, and teaching some basic stuff. But the dad coaches, yeah, there's good and there's bad. And um, there's and it been can t- be really bad. Yeah. And there's been times you talked very early in this about me talking to other teams and trying to be encouraging. There's been times I've gone to opposing coaches, especially opposing coaches' dads, and like, look, you're miserable. Your kid is miserable-er, if that's mm-hmm. a word. And you you got to breathe. Like, mm-hmm. this is not good. Now, I'm benefiting from it because your <laughs> team's not playing very well. But, yeah. you know, 
man, it's it's way more than that, and it it it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard to get that dad to just. And again, me too. Going to my kids' games, mm-hmm. like you don't want me coaching uh, because there's enough softball games I've gone to. I get really really quiet at softball just because of the situation I'm in as the baseball coach. Mm-hmm. And there are times that I'm like, if I was in that dugout, I wouldn't even play you because you're so bad. And that I mean, my own daughter. So. Um, but there are also times that I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'd have done that or I'd have done that. But, you know, I, I love Ben Johnson, and he's our softball coach, and I trust him with everything we do. And his, my girls are in great hands with him. But I think I would be I think I would be the bad dad coach. I would. I would be so hard on them. They would just mm-hmm. fold. Yeah. Baseball and softball, uh, I, I think, two totally different games. Yeah. I mean, they both use a ball yeah. and, a, and, a, and a bat. Mm-hmm. But just everything from uh, leading off, yeah, because you can't in one, no, nope. and, and uh, just I love I love to watch a really good slap hitter, yeah, yeah, and and I have little left-handed fast daughters, and <laughs> there you go. I didn't know anything about slapping, so yeah. I just tried to teach them how to hit. And something I was told a long time ago that I I was told a long time ago like the swing is different, right? Well, I didn't know, so I just kept teaching them. Well, now, again, I don't go to softball clinics, but I'm being told that it's kind of going back to, no, the swing's not different. So I think my girls have benefited a little bit from me just teaching some basic swings. But Mm -hmm. when they say, hey, I want to learn how to slap, uh, you need to, you know, I'm just like any other dad then, right? Because it's totally different. YouTube, Start watching YouTube, (laughs) start watching, you know, finding, finding those, you know, gurus of softball to get them better and you're right it's a different game um just some basic things as i watch my daughters play high school or my oldest daughter play in high school my youngest in junior high is is like you know i don't why why aren't you doing this or where's your double cut here who's backing up here it's totally different like and I don't know if they're doing it right or not, but I don't know how many times I get so mad at our pitcher <laughs> for just standing in the middle of the field. But I think it's the cut person, I don't know, for everybody else. And I'm going, that is not where my pitcher needs to be. No, so, But you're right, it's different. It's totally different. Yeah, yeah. because baseball field, on a defensive play, all nine players got somewhere to be. Uh, they better be you in better blue better be gold. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, true. That's uh, Now – we like to talk about rules too, not necessarily your rules, but okay. Give me a situation where you have an issue with a high school rule that you don't think's right or it's not called enough. I uh, I don't think it's any secret for as long as I've been uh, at Oak Hill is we we try to play a little bit of eighties baseball with some bunt and run. Mm-hmm. I small ball gets oh we we have to the bats are garbage <laughs> the. Ball is really garbage, um, but the uh, the idea of the bulk not called it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And and umpires now that know me, they come are like, "All right, Shane, I know I'm gonna look for this ball call." I'm look for this. <laughs> and it's it's not you know everybody calls the obvious, but it's the kid that doesn't set. Mm-hmm. Um, and when us we try to. We try to pick up things. Like, we, if we're at first, we're trying to be at second base in two or three pitches. Mm-hmm. It's just what we're trying to do. I don't care who's at first. Whether we got to bunt them over, we got to hit and run them over, we're going to straight steal them over, we're going to delay steal them over, whatever we're going to do. And that kid that does a set takes all that away from us. Mm-hmm. All of it. Um, at least 90% of it. 
and it's not called. And I get so, so frustrated. And, um, you know, Eric Emery was at first with me for like 10 years and man, he and I just had a nonverbal communication like this guy better set or I'm going to lose my mind. So Eric would help keep me calm <laughs> by going to the umpire because he was on the first base side and like, look, hey, uh, that short guy over there in that third base box is about to implode <laughs> if you don't call the ball, right? So, and sometimes I, I'm wrong, right? They're yeah. like, hey, no, Shane, I'm interpreting them as being set. I'm like, okay, you're wrong, but <laughs> I got to live with it. Right. That's my biggest frustration um, as far as a game. Um, some of the other stuff that are coming out, uh, Mr. Falcons and I at the IHSA disagree on some things, and that's okay. But, like, right now, like, there, there's this big eye black rule. And mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know, guys. Like, if I walked in today with eye black on and, like, <laughs> scraped it down my face, like, would you guys go running away scared? <laughs> like, no. And and But that's that's a national rule. And what happened is somewhere in the country, I think it was Texas, I don't remember, somebody made some type of you know face paint on and i think it was something to do with religion with the jewish religion mm-hmm. and and some other team took offense to it because so they that, felt like it was being like not like hey i'm jewish it was more of like hey i'm trying to you know make fun of you or uh-huh. whatever it is and so now it's a problem and so i get it like we'll follow the rule um and i tell robert i'm like look it's an easy rule. We'll follow it. That, mm-hmm. But I could also tell you the opposite. Like, this is so dumb that I don't understand why mm-hmm. we have to do it. Um, hopefully, there's a young man in our in our state by the name of Max Clark. Max oh, Clark's I was going to go there. <laughs> Max, uh, Max, Max is, we're being told, is a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're being told is a top-ten draft pick. And mm-hmm. we're being told in some recent drafts that he's the number one pick. Wow. In the country. He's isn't he the number one prospect? Yeah, he yeah. is unbelievable. And he's uh, still got a year left. Yeah, he's yeah, just, this be a is senior his senior at year. Franklin High School, yeah, on the south side of Indy. And I have not personally talked to him uh, very much at all, like more like, hey, how are you? That kind of thing. Um, but some people that I'm very, very closely associated with talk to him quite a bit and coach him in the summer and say he is just an outstanding kid, outstanding individual, everything. One of us has sent him a mass amount of emails to try and get him on the show. Well, let me well, let me reach out to one guy that could probably text him this afternoon. Let's Perfect. do it. So, yeah. But anyways, okay. I, Max Max loves to play the game with a little more emotion than I would, right? But if Max Clark's on my team, I'm going to adjust. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to. I think the kid only struck out like four times this year and hit like twelve home runs and you know and 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 playing the competition he plays and then he's a national prospect. He was on the the eighteen U USA team that just mm-hmm. won the gold medal. Um, he's he's phenomenal. Well, you know what he does? He wears eye black and he puts crosses. And he had to be told they played in a game at uh, Victory Field this past mm-hmm. spring. He had to be told to take it off. Now Max, being the kid he is, he took it off. Mm-hmm. But if 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 I'm if I'm that kid. That, I think, motivates me. Like, oh, yeah? Okay. Watch this. Watch uh-huh. how much that I like really means. You just gave me a reason to be upset. Right. Right? So, that's, that's, I'll just say, that's a dumb rule. Yeah. But I, I, someone made a, a decision, a very poor decision, to make it about something else than iBlack. Mm-hmm. Ruined and it so, for everybody yeah, else. And mm-hmm. I get it. So, now, you can wear it, but it's, it's one swipe. Yep. Right, and so my argument has up been the whole time is I played in the eye black era. Mm-hmm. You sweat, and then right. you rub your face, and now it's now kids are doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But 
who cares? Like, exactly. I, I don't. But again, I can argue the other way. Who cares? Just follow the rule. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Max is, he's a dude. He's, yeah. he's a, <laughs> that dude, his thighs yeah. are huge. Like, I'm like, what are you squatting, man? Yeah. He, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get it wrong, but either his freshman or his sophomore year in high school, that summer, for fun, making air quotes on a podcast, but for fun, <laughs> he played in the Grand Park College Summer League and was one of the better players at 16 wow. years old. Man. Playing men. That's so baseball in Indiana is pretty darn good. It there's is. A kid, yeah. There's a young man by the name of uh, Andrew Wiggins in, uh, um, uh, is it Andrew? I think it's Andrew. He's at Heritage Christian, and he's one of the top outfield prospects in the country as well, but he doesn't get any notoriety because he's the number two outfield uh-huh. prospect in Indiana because he's behind Max Clark. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! So, yeah, he's really good too. I was you trying know, to get them on our schedule. Bryce Harper. I mean, when he was in high school, I black was. Yeah, well, was, he, he still did that when he hit the pros. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of where it started. Yeah, and and but kids they, are going to emulate the guys they want to be, and yeah. you know, I. Me, I was I, I was a huge Ryan Sandberg fan. I tried to swing and, and act like Ryan Sandberg, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the generation before me, everybody wanted to hit like Joe Morgan and, uh-huh. and pump their elbow. Pump your right? elbow. Yep. So now they've got Bryce Harper, and we're going to wear eye black. Uh-huh. And, and so yep. what? You know, so what? And that's you know, it's you mentioned your assistant coaches a little bit ago. We've had Eric on. Yeah, and yeah. Listen, we, we think he's going to do big things at Marion. We really do. And he told us right. Well, you listened to it, but he said. You know, he would pick your. He said he thought he knew everything about baseball until he started working for you. You know, some, some of the some of the best coaches um, have their finger on the pulse and really get it. Like they really know yeah. what how how to relate to kids, what what they know, uh, and and what they need to know, especially fundamentals. Yeah, or lack of. You know, and I I think you guys get it. We try. Uh, I tr- I just I came in really young and like you know here's what we're doing and here's how we're gonna do things and I felt like and, and I'm I'm I would not change that at all because I felt like the program that I came into uh, had struggled uh, just to be respectful they'd been they'd really really struggled I, I think they'd only won double digit uh, games um, like twice in like ten years before I came there. Um, you know, look, I, I didn't do anything fancy. Just held kids accountable, mm-hmm. worked really hard, made things important. We took care of the field. I mean, we were right there on 18. And if you want to mm-hmm. play, if, if your field's a dump, your team's going to be a dump. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to come watch. Um, so, you know, you just – I've really transitioned to more of just, you know, put my arms around kids. Uh, you guys got a really nice complex yeah, now. It, it is all right. <laughs> but uh, I, I – I think people would be really shocked to know that I think every one of our kids in our school, and I don't just mean baseball players, know and will tell you on a daily basis, I tell kids I love them. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, as a man, people can't believe that. Like, what do you mean? You can't, you, know, you said you love a kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be your mama. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I put my arms around them. Now, don't get me wrong. You put that, you know, cash in the bank, and then I'm going to take a withdrawal later when yep. I get after them or not let that kid come back to the Mississippi game. Or, you know, they, they you know, the, the old adage is uh, they don't care what you know. They they care that, you know, or they, 
they want to know that you care. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Whatever that I've ruined yeah. that. Yep. But no. Um, but you you, you got to be able to do that, and and that's where Eric um, Eric was awesome yeah. with me. Uh, that's where I think he's going to benefit from uh, that actions that we did there. Um, you know that program has struggled. Um, he needs to create some excitement, which I know he will. He's already working on the field, mm-hmm. and and none of which will will show in the win column, right? Right. Until later, mm-hmm. and when you start creating some of that enthusiasm, and boy, this is important. And hey, wait a minute, that guy's not only there to teach me how to hit, but he he asked me if I had lunch today, right? Or hey, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow? What who who was that that picked you up? You know, I'm not doing it to be nosy. Right. Just, hey, you know what's going on? And we got kids. I I people people sometimes I think are offended by my honesty and it's like oh you're at Oak Hill and you know we we get steaks and potatoes at lunch at school you know and I'm like no no Wait, we, what? yeah no <laughs> what? They, they think we do right <laughs> and uh I say you know we we got kids with problems too mm-hmm. and, yeah and you better you better find out who they are and what their problem is and you know we got young men that oh, man they they're they're in tears sometimes uh they they text me uh, on holidays um just you know we got a young man. I'm not. I'll save him. But we got a young man that that knew um, back in January. My best friend, my whole life. He he battled a very short, awful battle with cancer and passed away. And <clears throat> I didn't tell the kids anything. And uh, when when he had passed away, and I went through the funeral and the viewing and all that, I'd missed some open gyms. And the kids, I just said, "Hey, I got some things going on. I'm not going to be around. I miss school too." And they knew that. But then I told them just because I think that's important. They know that kid has texted me I don't know how many times hey coach just checking in like like you that wouldn't happen at 22 right right, right. Shane Edwards at 22 didn't give a crap about that kid <laughs> but um, I'm glad I've changed and I think that's where Eric is just going to be outstanding mm-hmm. he, yeah. he, he was He's- like calm and that's where his strengths are Eric then now needs to get you know that assistant or whatever that can be the the, the engine right mm-hmm. like hey let's go let's because Eric will be the first to tell you he's not going to be the high energy guy, mm-hmm. but he's going to make sure that those girls know that he cares and this is yeah. important. Mm-hmm. He's got a vision. He's got a vision. He's got a plan. Yeah, and that's uh, a quarter of the battle. Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to say it's half, but yep. Uh, he's called. He's worn my phone out. I love it. <laughs> and what, what I mean by by have your finger on the pulse is you. You got to have a developmental league. Oh, yeah. You got to you got to know that you got to reach down mm-hmm. to the youth, elementary, and the middle school. Yep, right. yep. And that's where uh, Eric picked my brain a little bit, and I said, Eric, the probably the biggest mistake I made um, going into our youth program is I dove right into to our youth program in our board. I was at the very first meeting. Um, I was involved, and and I I went from like the coaches pitch up and I should have went the other way I should have went from junior high down because what happened was then that nine ten group that you really start to get coaches involved and being involved with you you had to wait this window to get them there so I was still getting freshmen to come in that I had to quote unquote fix not like huge things but like just our philosophy and basic fundamental stuff that I didn't particularly like now because I've been there so long, like we're not doing a lot of those things. Like we're not really doing a big adjustment on a kid's swing or how they throw, 
but I was for a long time. And I was getting so frustrated. Like, why am I teaching this over and over and over? And then finally got smart and like, hey, dummy, you, you, you only worked with the 9, 10, 11, and 12s. You, you're getting this kid at 15. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, I've really told him, hey, get into the junior high. Get into the junior high. get into the, And that'll be easy because Erica is a sixth grader, I think. Mm-hmm. So, he, he's going to get that group anyways. And that's some of the girls he's had in the travel ball world. But I, I worked the wrong direction. I, I went way too young um, yeah. instead of going the other way. That makes a lot of sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Start, yeah, start with. Well, you know. That, that, that's like, you know, one, one, of, one of Conrad's big issues with youth sports is, you know, he, he thinks junior high is the bottleneck. It is the bottleneck. We lose 70% of kids yeah. by age 13. Mm-hmm. And, and I think kids at that age um, either have had a bad experience um, in any sport um, or, or um, you know, they find something else they want to do. Um, or, you know, that's the time of, of, of life where they're trying to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. When they find girls or, yeah. or boys. Cars, or, yeah, jobs, cars, right? Jobs. But that's a little bit later. But yeah. the junior high, it, it's so hard. I, we've done our junior high baseball program, and just as a, one example, in like five, six, seven different ways. And every time I'm like, hey, this is this is the way we're going to do it, right? And, and then I would find a flaw, like, oh, crap, okay, let's try something else. But um, I, I don't know what the perfect answer is um, for junior high just in general. Um, you just, you, you got to keep an interest. You got to, you can't, but you can't keep 40 kids, right, mm-hmm. in a baseball program. Right. Yeah. And every, every year we say, hey, here's the X amount of kids we're keeping. Let's go two teams. Well, if you keep 22 kids and you go two teams, that's 11 each, but three kids can go on vacation because mm-hmm. it is summer. Right. So now I don't have enough. Uh-huh. So then you do one team with 22, and now how the it's heck do you much. get them all in a game? Yep. So that, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried to get some of our kids like that are kind of big into travel ball. Like, hey, go do travel ball. Don't worry about junior high. Like, they want to come play, and that's fine. We'll let them. But if they do just junior high – that might open a window for the next kid. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a college baseball player. I had college offers to play football, but I'm telling you that in junior high, I did not play. Like I was not that good. Um, not that I was great as my career got better. Um, but I was a kid that certainly wasn't the biggest, the fastest and the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could all in our experience in junior high name the junior high superstar that never even played in mm-hmm. high school. Yep. Well, Maybe they lost interest. Maybe they had a bad experience. Maybe they were just the really big kid that matured early, mm-hmm. and then everybody else caught up with them. So yep. it's tough. You, there, there is no right answer, in my opinion. A lot of variables. Well, you know, it's like like we teach the kids over here. You know, these younger kids. You know, whatever sport it is, you got one kid that's just a stud right now. We got to tell these other kids, say somebody's going to catch him in the next couple of years and be just yeah. as good, if not better. Yep. And in baseball, like I don't know what the what the fences are here in Gas City, but in Sweetser, it's the typical uh, little league field is two hundred feet. Mm-hmm. Well, the twelve year old that hits ten home runs, mm-hmm. right? Those are ten outs the next year, right? Yeah, right? like mm-hmm. outs. Now, mm-hmm. if he hits line drives and they get to a gap, okay, fine. But like, was that because he was a big kid, or because his swing, you know, was mm-hmm. just made that way, or? You know, it's I, I hate it. I, I I want that kid at twelve that had all that experience and success to experience it later too. But 
sometimes it just doesn't work. Nope. I was the, I was the little guy. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't throwing it hard. I wasn't hitting it hard. I was slow in football. Um, I was just okay in basketball. Um, but like I said, and again, not not about me, but that kid from Norwell in the '90s got three college football offers, got mm-hmm. two college baseball offers, mm-hmm. and and it. it, it it, it's just because sometimes that kid's just going to develop later or mm-hmm. become, you know, I was a 120 pounds, you know, mm-hmm. I, f- I found the weight room or I found how to work on the farm strong, you know, more to get stronger or whatever the case may be. But it's junior high, junior high sucks. <laughs> it just, it <laughs> it's is, a rough time. There's no right answer. No, yeah, there's I mean, not. The hormones it, are going. Oh, and yep. yep. Yeah. Kids still growing into their body. And, yep. But, yep. Now, okay, let's let's look at pitching. What age would you let somebody start throwing a curveball oh, or try God. it? Who's teaching them? Okay, that's <laughs> that's that's a big one for me. Um, I Nolan Ryan, yeah, okay, <laughs> they can learn at six. Then. <laughs> uh, um, you know, there's no better pitch than a located fastball. Mm-hmm. So. First of all, we're going to find a kid that's mechanically doing things right that's not going to get hurt. Um, and then, like, are we locating where we need to be locating? And then I would challenge a kid this. Are you locating a four seam, then locating the two seam? And that the kid looks at you and says, what's a two seam? Okay, we're not throwing a curveball. Right. Because <laughs> right? you don't understand really what pitching is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, I've, I've been at Oak Hill uh, uh, way too long. And I'm telling you, the, the pitchers we've had, um, and we've had some really good ones, are, are getting outs by a located fastball mm-hmm. and an unbelievable changeup. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the slow throwing lefty, I had one last year, Jacob Morgan, and I had actually had two. I had Logan Ornsby, too. We wanted them to throw a breaking ball just so it would be even slower, mm-hmm. right? So what's the right age to teach curveball? Uh, if it's done correctly, I'm okay in that 11, 12, maybe junior high range. Mm-hmm. But if it's the kid that's not doing it correctly and doing it just because, well, he can't throw his fastball for a strike, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Why – it just popped into my head. Why do coaches try and fix a kid with bad mechanics, but they're getting results? <laughs> Well, they're either really young at Oak Hill in 2003 <laughs> and changing everybody's swing, or I, the only way I would fix someone who's getting results is that I felt like what they were doing was going to cause an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I, a bat swing. Uh, I'm not touching it if he's hitting. Avery Mills right now, who's our stud football player, he's got some flaws in his swing. And I'm telling you, if I'm Chris Holslider at Eastbrook, and when, when they play us, um, he sees flaws in Avery's swing that he's going to attack. Mm-hmm. But he's also telling his pitcher, when you attack him, and here's what we're attacking him with, please don't miss in the A location B or A location C or whatever, because then Avery will hit it 390 feet because <laughs> Avery's a man. His swing is not good, right? I love the kid to death. Again, relational. If he uh-huh. listens to this, he'll be like, Coach, I heard you, and you made fun of me. Yeah, buddy, I love you. You know, But um, – I'm not touching it. I'm not. He's he's so fast, right? And he's so strong. I'm not touching it. Um, but if it's going right, I'm not touching it. Now, when it goes wrong, though, I think you got to be careful. Don't be changing everything, right? Because as soon as you change everything, then then you're you're, you're not getting any results. Sometimes it's oh, up here, hundred percent up in your head. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know their confidence. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I do that. I'm not the world's greatest pitching coach. That's why I've had pitching coaches, you know, Bobby Hart and Matt Spiker and, and guys like that. Um, I've become the default pitching coach here lately. And too many times I go out there just as a catcher. Like that, that's what I know. And I go, Hey man, I, I don't know how to fix all the things you're doing here, but why don't you, instead of, you know, if I'm setting up in a spot that, you, you know, let's say he's missing uh, glove side away as a right-handed pitcher. He's glove side, glove side, glove side. I, he won't even know it, but I'll start setting up in, mm-hmm. right, just to see if he'll change his eyesight. You know, can you change where you're at? Can you st- – to heck with mechanics. Like, just change where you're looking. Mm-hmm. Change where you're going, you know. If I try to shoot a basket with my eye closed, I'm probably not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Right, but if I'm long, 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 stop looking at the back of the rim, look at the front of the mm-hmm. rim. You know, I, I don't see why that can't be a correlation to baseball, um, and and try to do those things. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not. We're not changing a bunch. I used to make hitters all the same. This is what we're doing. This mm-hmm. is how we're going to do it. And boy, uh, that's that's not good. And and for a kid like uh, I had a kid named um, Chris Simmons. Chris transferred from Marion after his sophomore year. Came to Oak Hill. Chris could not hit. He's our diving coach now at Oak Hill, doing a great job. Chris couldn't hit, but that kid could fly, mm-hmm. right? All right, Chris, we're going to bunt. Coach, I don't know how to bunt. Well, you better figure out how to bunt or you ain't playing, right? <laughs> so instead of teaching the kid how to hit, which I wasn't going to have very much success with, mm-hmm. let's use his speed. Mm-hmm. So Chris would get a bunt down, and he'd get the first, and he would look at me, and he'd, like, flash two numbers, like two fingers. And finally, I figured out for a while, it was, I'm going to see you in two pitches. He's still second in the first, and he's still set, you know, third uh-huh. in the second pitch. So, okay, he can't hit, but he's standing at third base. Uh-huh. Yep. I was always, well, somebody smarter than me told me that if you can catch a ball, you can bunt. Yeah. Just catch it with your bat. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of truth to that. But we, 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 uh, we do our bunt station – Every day, twice, and and kids, oh my gosh, I guarantee you they hate it. Mm-hmm. But I make them. I made Evan Pierce go through some some bunt stuff. Did he bunt this year? I don't, I don't think I did. But I'll tell you this, he's probably thanking me now because if I'm his college coach, he's probably mm-hmm. hitting the six or seven hole. He's fast, and he better be able to bunt. Mm-hmm. So you know, we teach every kid. We have to be able to get this this game right now. Like I said earlier, the bats are terrible. The mm-hmm. balls are hor- the balls. I tell you what, you want to get into a business and make a lot of money, you need to start selling high school game balls at $110 a dozen, and they're terrible. Yeah. They're it's awful. That, they're, yeah. They're junk. Uh-huh. They're absolutely terrible. So the Youth league baseballs are ridiculously yeah, priced. I just spent $73 a dozen for junior high Jeez. baseball. So, yeah, it's crazy. But so with that in mind, we, we have to bond. We have to mm-hmm. be able and, and for me... You know, you, I thought you were going this route. The fastest way to get in our lineup is to be able to bunt or run bases, mm-hmm. right? Everybody wants that defensive player, and that's fine. We'll find that defensive player. You want to be a dude on the mound, be a dude on the mound. But you want to play, you you bunt or run bases, and I will find a way to get you in every single game, mm-hmm. every game. That's that, that makes so much sense, and that's like you were saying about you know your mechanics, your batting mechanics or whatever. You know, a lot of these kids – you're watching the Sunday night baseball where they they show last year's picture of this guy's batting stance and this year's different. Yeah. You know, these kids are thinking, well, I'm going to go try that. But they don't yeah. realize that, you know, these professional athletes had three months in the winter <laughs> and they changed it over the winter, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's right now, right now. Yeah. And we're fortunate at, at Oak Hill, and I'm sure the same is for a lot of county schools, but 
we, we have a ton of kids that baseball's not the only thing they do. Right. Right. Or they don't play in the summer. So I only get them in this snapshot window. Mm-hmm. So when I get them, like, okay, I can't fix a lot of things, but yep. we need to be able to do these things. And, and, you know, death by paper cuts, we have been very, very successful with the bunk game and run game. Mm-hmm. And, and if anything else, if it's not successful that day, I know if that coach is well prepared for us, they've spent a lot of time on that. So now instead of spending, you know, maybe instead of getting 40 swings, they only got 20 because they worked on their defensive bunk coverages more. Um, I can say this because I love the man, but we, we beat Blackford several years ago. Tony Ugin was there, Hall mm-hmm. of Fame coach, great man. Yep. Um, and he smiled after we beat him because he said we beat him at what he does. Is uh-huh. <laughs> we, we 10 run them, 14 to nothing, I think it was, um, at their place. And uh, we bonded in one inning eight times. <laughs> and we did a suicide squeeze four times. And of those four, we did three in a row. Right? And you couldn't get, we didn't hit the ball out of the infield. Uh-huh. I think your softball coach copied mm-hmm. that because they bonded <laughs> on us a lot last year. <laughs> My daughter was probably one of them. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I think that, that they're in high. We, we, joke, we go on the field as O'Kill, and we had, especially these last couple of years, we've had talent, right? Mm-hmm. But. There are several times we get on that field. We are out talented. Mm-hmm. We at one hundred percent. That guy on the mound is way better than us, or that team is way better than us. And we've got to find a way to get on base. Uh-huh. And once we get on base, this past year, if you did your homework, <laughs> we set a school record again two years in a row. Uh, we stole like one hundred thirty-seven mm-hmm. bases. Wow. So, and, and I don't even know what our record was like twenty-two and seven or something. Yeah, so less it, than thirty it, games was yep. twenty-two right? and seven. Yeah. So less than thirty games, we stole one hundred thirty bases. Let's make this easy. Thirty games, one hundred twenty. Uh, bases that means four a game, uh-huh. right? So that's a run because right? uh-huh. you don't you can't steal first, but just thinking right. mathematically, yeah, so that's four. That's mm-hmm. one run a game that we're getting just by running and stealing bases. Mm-hmm. So that's why the bulk makes me really mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's you just speed. moneyballed us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and I like saying you know there's like saying you watch it, you watch a game on TV now. You know it's all about. Exit velocity and launch angle, yep. and I don't understand how that stuff. So you know, I, I, I go to the national clinic. It, and it didn't matter in 1908. <laughs> Why does it matter now? No, and some of the guys, I'm, I'm really good friends with some Hamilton County coaches uh, um, in Noblesville, HSC Fishers, and those guys. Man, they're freaks. They just know all that stuff, mm-hmm. and they're into that stuff. And I'm like, okay, you got the spin rate of this pitcher. What do you do? I, I, can you make it faster? And if you do, what does that do? Uh-huh. I don't even know, mm-hmm. right? But I got a left-hander that throws 62, and his curveball's 59, and we beat Yorktown with three Division One players, <laughs> right? Yeah. I bet his spin rate's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I've been places where, I, you know, we're talking about our kids, and, and he says, little Johnny's starting for his travel team. Uh, shortstop. I'm like, yeah, because you can afford fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> a year, and yeah. you know his exit velocities. This, it. I'm like, oh. well, then right. how come he's not getting on base? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I help with our coaches association. Mm-hmm. We do those like um, workouts for the junior showcase and mm-hmm. get guys ready and, and in front of colleges and and we do sixty times and we do pop times and we do exit velocity. We do all that stuff. Right. But the bottom line is, can the kid play? Right. Mm-hmm. And as a former catcher, we go out and we work those catchers and everybody's pop time. You know, one nine and he mm-hmm. threw 85. And well, you know what? He threw one nine and he threw 85 miles an hour. And we had to go get all five baseballs in center field. <laughs> right. 
But the kid that went too flat that threw 79 put it on the back. On the back, yep. So I talked to, you know, guys like Kyle Gould at Taylor or Rich Benjamin at Indiana Westland or, or you know, Espeset at, at Manchester and Coach Williams at Tech. And I'm like, look, I, maybe I'm crazy, but when we do these things, that's if I'm looking for a catcher, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if the kid's pop times two five and he's throwing fifty miles an hour, okay, you can't have that kid, right? Right. But I want the kid to put it on the bag. Or you know, if I'm watching the hitter, I don't give a darn about his exit velocity. Can he hit the ball the other way? Mm-hmm. Right. And the old man out there throwing BP at sixty miles an hour, and he put three home runs out at Indiana Wesleyan. Okay, good job. Right. But what if I threw him a pitch away instead of rolling over and grounding the ball to shortstop? Did uh-huh. he really try to hit the ball the other way? Mm-hmm. That's the kid that impresses me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm not a college coach, so they need to look. <laughs> I wouldn't be successful, probably. Well, 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 speaking of that, you know, you know let some of, some of these high school kids that might be listening to this once we put it on. What was your biggest difference between high school and college? Playing? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was fortunate at Norwell High School to be, uh, we were a small 3A school, but played in a huge conference. We played Homestead. We played DeKalb at the time. was a really good uh, football, baseball school. Um, uh, I I played against guys, like dudes. Mm -hmm. Like We're talking, and I mean all sports. I played against NFL players at Bishop Dwinger. Mm -hmm. I played against uh, Big Ten basketball players like Luke Recker uh, and... and, uh, 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 Alan Eldridge, um, and in baseball, we played. I, I finished my career uh, playing against a guy named Aaron Heilman at Logan Sport in the regional. Aaron went to Notre Dame and then played twenty years in the pros. He's most known for giving up uh, McGuire's sixty-second or seventieth. I forget. He's the one that threw that pitch. But uh, I played against guys, right? And I was successful. I go to college. I thought I was really good, and I had like a buck ninety, right? <laughs> and coach was like, "Hey, Eddie, you had a great year." I'm like, coach, I was terrible switch hitting catcher, hitting a hundred, you know, one ninety. And I think one positive what I'm getting at is what the difference was is I got on the field early in my college career because I was relational and tried to learn the game from the guys before me, and I wasn't like. Hey, I know what I'm doing. I should be starting this. Like I was going to sit in the bullpen and eat seeds and learn. Well, one guy got hurt. The other guy decided he didn't want to be a good defensive catcher. <laughs> That's the <laughs> most polite way I can put it. Coach goes, Eddie, you're in. I'm like, whoa. I was ready to just, you know, I, I needed to learn because the game was bigger. And, again, I played some really, really good teams. Um, and I, the, the difference for me, struggle, was to hit. Like, every guy in high school had a fastball and a breaking ball, slider, curveball, whatever. When I got to college, I saw change-ups, split fingers, uh, pitches, two seams that move like sliders, that but moved in the opposite direction, right? The right uh-huh, hand went right. into me. And, and I'm thinking, I, I can't do this, right? And, and, and so these kids that are like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a college player, and I'm this, and I'm this, and I'm going, man, I'm trying to be as nice as I can, but I, I was – way better than you in high school and I was really average in college right so the game is hard and it gets even harder the more you go up and like I said my success just being relational and willing to just drop my ego I wasn't that good for that time Mm -hmm. Um, my struggles I couldn't hit no way could I hit that no way so you would tell these kids these days just just keep working at it but be patient (laughs) 
<laughs> keep keep working at it. Be humble. Uh-huh. Be willing to learn. You don't know it all. You know. You said Eric said. Well, I didn't thought I knew baseball. I still don't know baseball. Right. Like right. I, none of I us just do. Simple. I don't know life, man. It <laughs> changes on me every day. You know, one one change we made in our program <clears throat> just recently, um, and I thought. Look, I'm huge on base running, like I've said, and I thought I knew it. Like, I got base. Like, I'll go, I'll go speak at National Clinic. I got base running, right? And a guy said, you know, what do you do at second with two outs? What are you talking about? What do I do at second with two outs? Well, what's your lead? I'm like, well, we get deep. Pitcher comes set. We work our way down. We try to keep our shoulders towards third base and, you know, whatever. And, and he said, why are you doing that? What do you mean, why am I doing that? He says, well, with two outs, the ball's in play. What are you trying to do from second base? I said, I'm trying to score. He said, well, you just put that guy in line with second and third, and he's going to have to get back out of line to get to the inside of the bag to round and go home, right? Jeez. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, how many times have I coached third base where a kid ran behind me because mm-hmm. his angle was awful? Yeah. Or I got bang, bang thrown out? Right, I, I'm right now. I'm, I know 2009. Ben Heinkers at second base. We had a base hit to center field against Garen Catholic in the sectional final, and he got thrown out. Bang bang. If I'd had my philosophy then that I do now, could he have scored? Right, and no right. one else knows that but me. But man, I didn't know that. So uh-huh. we tell kids, hey, we have a, we have a verbal for it. Hey, two down, and we tell them our verbal, and so they know I don't I don't get downhill. I just stay deep so that when the ball is hit. I'm going to have my angle to home. Now, what's the disadvantage? Ground ball to short, and he tries to make a play at third. We're probably going to be out, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to be out. But a well-coached team, guy at second, two outs, ground ball to short. Where are you going with the ball? Going to first base. Mm -hmm. So you're not even going to make the play on him. Right. So – are you one, are you a, a constant coach? Are you reminding your okay? You got a runner on first and second, two outs. Are you saying hey, up in the air, or uh, one out or two outs? Yes. You know, I overcoach absolutely on. A basis. Or do you expect them to know? I expect them to know, but I don't trust that they know. It, that's me. So I overcoach. <laughs> I do one hundred percent. Like. I, I, I probably wear out. I know I wear out Miss Cinema fans because they like make sure I know, but that's okay. Um, like, so, okay, second guy at second, no outs. I'm constantly communicating, read the dirt ball, constantly communicating ground ball to this side, meaning third base side, don't go. Mm-hmm. Ground ball to your left, get here. Fly ball center to right, tag. Fly ball to left, let's go halfway, right? But I'm also trying to communicate if we have first and second to the guy at first. Now, granted, mm-hmm. on the ground we go, but, I, and, but this is where I'm going to have to do a better job because Eric's left, and now I'll have either Gabe there or one of the Moracle boys there um, as my coach. It's like Eric did a great job with like, hey, you're a trail runner. If that fly ball goes to deep center, you need to stay here. But if that fly ball goes to shallow center – Go ahead and tag two because he's going to try to make a play to third, and let's see if we can get a trail runner to mm-hmm. second. So, I, I overcoach one hundred percent overcoach um, on the on the base paths. I do not overcoach with hitting. I used to, guys. You know, I love the guy that like looks at me with a like three one count, and there's nobody on base, and he looks at me for a sign, and I'm like, hit. <laughs> <laughs> hit right like you know, there's yeah. nothing here or, uh-huh. you know hey coach what'd you see on my last at bat you missed that's what i saw <laughs> right so or you know kid pops up twice and he says coach what, what do you think i'm like well 
I don't have video with me, but my guess is your top hand's under the ball. Get on top of the ball. Let's see what happens. Like, I don't do that, but I 100% overcoach base running. Because, look, Going all three on of anything, us, yeah. two out, you go all, on anything. All three of us right now, yeah. could we go out and, and hit a ball out and left at Rick Atkinson Field? I don't know. I, I don't think I can anymore. But I can tell you this, we can be smart base runners, mm-hmm. right? And we can I, go when we're supposed to go. Well, I'll I, don't coach claim, <laughs> I don't want to claim I'm a smart anything. Because, and, and, and too many times, how do you get yourself out of a game? Like, look, yeah. if we get beat three to one because we got beat three to one, so be it. But we get beat three to one because we made two bad yep. base running mistakes. Yeah. I don't sleep, and, uh-huh. and we're, that's when that's the side of Coach Edwards that people hear and think that I am, especially outside of Oak Hill, is like, man, he's, he, those kids probably hate him. No, because if you're a dumb base runner, then I'm going to go off uh-huh. because that's fixable. That doesn't take talent. Right, exactly. Yeah. And like you said, you can run yourself right out of a ball game. Yeah, and we have. Dead. Yep. And I've been unhappy. Right, everybody has. Now, that – let me throw this scenario at you. As as a, as a third base coach, you got a runner on second. Ball's hit into shallow right. Kid's coming to third. And you know this kid's going to have to slide. Are you just verbal, staying down, 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 or are you moving to the side of the base you want that kid to slide at because you see yeah. where the ball's coming? Yeah, I move because okay. um, I, I want them in that direction. <laughs> and I will tell you, you talk about our facility. With turf, some things change. And because the way it can be slick, whether it rained or not, mm-hmm. it's slick. And we try to get our guys to understand, like, and we'll pra- we literally practice. I haven't practiced sliding. I don't know if I have in my career, but this past year, because of the turf we did, just to understand the depth of how far we were going. And I will move to a side of the base or not because of that throw that's coming mm-hmm. um, and try to get them to see, like, you may not hear me because Lord knows we play in Indiana and it's 40-mile-an-hour wind <laughs> and it's miserable. Right. But if you can see that me move or see me up the line, then mm-hmm. you know which side I'd like for you to be on. They yep. don't always happen. Um, but we, we'd like for that. I, I can tend to do those things and be animated because I don't want to be missed. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it that the outside perception can be, oh, that guy, he, it's about him. Well, no, it's no. about I want to win, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure he knows where I'm at. Look, these kids sit in English class and don't do their work and mm-hmm. don't listen, so what makes baseball any different? Right, exactly. Right? They love it, but it's still going to be like, hey, I'm going to do what I want to do type mm-hmm. thing. No, you need to do it this way because I want to be successful mm-hmm. and get there. So, yeah, I can be a little over-animated. You still teach the hook slide? <laughs> we teach uh, as much as we can the the new age of just reach with that hand mm-hmm. and then hang on and let it whip you around. Yep. The problem is with the turf, you can get off. Um, and, and, and ultimately, you – the safest is the feet first slide and just go to the bag. Um, that's the safest. But there are times I think it, it's pretty beneficial to get out of the way because too many times the guy catches, and you watch this in college and the pros, and they just go to the bag and wait. Mm-hmm. And I think with the replay in the in both levels, guys are learning you better stay on there. Uh-huh. right? You know, Javi Baez, you better stay on yep. that bag because that guy's going to swim around. He's going to uh-huh. do whatever he can. Thank God Indiana doesn't have, uh, you know, replay because I think I'm not necessarily a favor of it as far as the game goes. Um, But I I think it's it's helped the game progress to like, hey, look, don't just assume that you're out or don't assume that he's safe Mm -hmm. because he might come off the bag or he might try to that hook slide. Hold that tag. We have to. 
Yep. Hundred percent. We, we, we even tell, like, Drew Wagner right now is our second baseman, probably moving to short this year. He's a very, very smart kid. And I don't have to teach him that, but he knows. Mm-hmm. So when we work some tag plays in practice in our individual defensive segments, I'm like, hey, tag plays. I'm not dumb. I turn my back, and the kids are, you know, just whatever. I got this. But we talk about letting the ball travel, number one. Like, I, my hands are really fast, right? Don't reach for it. Yeah, no, because mm-hmm. that, let's say it's an average high school kid, and he throws 75 miles an hour. I can't move my hands 75 miles an hour. Right. So let the ball get to me and then you just stay down on that bag all the way around. And I'm not saying we have bad umpires, but they are human and they make Mm -hmm. mistakes. Right. So if we can stay on and he sees it that much longer, does he question? Uh Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we especially with the turf, especially with the turf. Yeah, I've heard some parents yell out, "Hey, Father Time's umpire!" Because <laughs> you know, some 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 of those uh, some of those umpires, uh, yeah, their eyesight probably yeah. isn't the best anymore. Yeah, and, and the thing the thing that I try to tell our kids is like, and our parents too, like, look, have you disliked an umpire? When the call favored us. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, of course not. No. So you just have to, it's part of the game. Like, and, and I, I, I don't get worked up, especially balls and strikes. Like, that guy's calling 200 pitches a mm-hmm. game minimum, right? Oh, yeah. He going to miss some, right? He going to miss some. And, and so, and then this safe out stuff, like, okay, you know, I might say, look, I've had three bang bangs go against me. Vegas mm-hmm. says one's coming my way. Yeah. So make sure the yeah. next one does. Uh-huh. Right. And you just try to be loose with that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes yeah. if they don't know me, like they, they just give me a weird look, like the gentleman that missed Cinema this past year, like, Hey Shane, what are you want to talk about? I ain't talking to you. Like, I think he <laughs> thought I was mad at it, but they're going to miss, right? They're going to miss. Plays. I, mm-hmm. I just got my basketball license. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> I want to go do some basketball games and just lower level just to have fun with kids. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I'm going to miss mm-hmm. things. But the, the, the basketball official that I like and enjoy when I watch my daughter play is the guy that during timeouts, he comes over and he lets the little kid on the front row bounce yeah. the ball, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or he walks yep. over and he, to, to you, uh, Ted, as, as a parent that maybe I thought was yelling at me, and go, hey, man, you didn't like that last call? Mm-hmm. Like, just making it known, like, mm-hmm. I am an individual. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. am here. This is, yep. I'm, I'm having a good time. I might have missed it. Oh, my gosh. So, and Basketball. If, those, if they can have some humility, it'll be all right. Yeah, and it's, it's fun. It is. Now, another thing that this taken over the last few years, too, defensively on baseball, you know, you teach kids on a ground ball, you know, go over and drop the opposite knee and your glove down. Mm-hmm. How many of these kids are you seeing now? They, they want to do that and they run and they slide. Right. Right. We want to, we want our guys to keep their feet. Um, we do like wrong side to right side is what we call it. I don't know what the terms are, but we tend to stay on the uh, third base side of the ground ball and then work our way to the first base side so that our momentum's going that direction. Right. Um, but we want to keep on our feet. We want to, uh, we don't necessarily want to square up to the ball. We want to field it just slightly off center. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I haven't coached our middle infield. Uh, Eric, just take care of it, and I'll leave you alone. Or Gabe, if he's there, Gabe Wagner. Um, but that's what I philosophically would like. But I will tell you this, like, we got a strong kid at third base named Dale Kinder. Like, look, Dale, just be a hockey goalie uh-huh. and then get it and then throw it across the diamond. Um, we got another young guy, Ryan Lawson, that, like, he's a little more athletic than Dale. So if he plays third, like, we're going to make sure he keeps the ball on the, you know, first base side of his right. body and then work that direction. But, um 
to me, the the fielding part is a lot of just stay on your feet and make sure your glove's right. Mm-hmm. So, that's, glove on the ground all the way down. That's, that's what I like. <laughs> it's it's changed a little to more of a push through the ball now. Yeah, I've, I've um, seen that. Yeah, Roger Spalding several years ago convinced me to change, and we've stayed in that direction. But boy, you better make sure you got athletic kids there. Like, uh-huh. um, you know, if I've got the big kind of you know, a big bopper, third baseman hitter, but doesn't feel the ball well, I'm probably going to go old school Doyle baseball, Dodger baseball, 1970, watching all the videos, Mm -hmm. just stay through the ball. But, you know, with a guy like Drew or some of the guys that I've coached before, um, you know, we're going to just go ahead and work that. Just Mm -hmm. because the glove works, then let them do it. Um, You know, the the, the positivity of travel baseball is getting kids those reps, and that's what they do. Right. I'm not going to overcoach him. I'm not mm-hmm. going to change his swing. I'm not going to change the way he feels mm-hmm. the ball unless there's big, big problems. You got a yeah. question on mental health, don't you? Yeah, I, we talked about it and touched on it. Uh, you starting to notice a lot more of that? Yeah, and of course, I'm in the school too, yeah. right? So that's my background of why I'm upset at some travel baseball coaches is that, you know, you you better you better be a male figure for them. You better be you know more than just their coach. Um, these kids, um, you have no idea. Um, you know we we all three of us sitting in here. You're probably dealing with something right now. You're dealing with something right now. I'm dealing with something right now. Like we're all dealing with it. It's just can you go through your day to day and not let it consume you? Mm-hmm. And so. That's where you gotta go to that kid and go, hey man, you doing all right today? Mm-hmm. And don't let them give you the token answer. I'm good. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Yeah. No, you're not. Because I asked you for a reason. Well, you know, and I do this with the non athlete kid that walks in uh-huh. a little yeah. kill. Because I know, like I can just tell. Like there's a there's a there's a young man right now, he's a senior. Um, I check in with him and he just sometimes he looks at me in deer and headlights like, How'd you know? Like, because I've worked in public education for like 24 years. I can tell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, the difference is, is that like our generation, if, if you're dealing with something, um, you know, our, our parents, I, I guess for lack of better terms, is like, hey, life sucks, figure it out, right? Um, now we've got all these ways to help kids, which is awesome. But I think sometimes they lean on those so much that if I can't get what I think I need, well, then I just quit, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, sometimes it, it, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you know, uh, people think you guys have steak and potatoes. No, <laughs> we don't. But, but <laughs> it, it, you know, we, we have 68 to 70% on free and reduced lunch here in our community. Yep. I don't know what it is at Oak Hill, but it some of those breakfast and lunch, some of those kids, that could be the best meal they yeah. have. That's it. It's the only hot one I get, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Uh, I, I, I got a student that uh, uh working with uh, right now, and, and uh, um, you know, sh- she did a really, really good thing, I thought. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna run out to get lunch sometime here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grab you some ice cream because she said she liked ice cream or something. And she's like, no. She goes, how about you just put some money on my lunch account, right? I'm like, I can do that, mm-hmm. no problem, right? I'm I'm fortunate enough in my job and yeah. where I'm at in life that I you know, I could put a few bucks in your lunch account, right? Um, so then I I talked to our lunch uh, uh, individual who runs our um, lunch uh, for the school and. 
And it's interesting. She's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got this community group that likes to do these things. We're going to take care of it. I'm like, no, no, I said I would do it. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. But I just want you to be aware that, like, there's, there's this individual. You may need to reach out to them, that kind of thing. So, I mean, there, there are things that for, to help kids. I don't think they know how to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they certainly bottle up. I would have, too, and I did as a kid. Um, I was one of those kids, man. I was on free lunch growing up, and I was embarrassed. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, my grandparents did the best that they could for me. Sure. And, and they, there was hot meals at home. It wasn't, you know, what you think, you know, there yeah. wasn't always meatloaf and mashed potatoes <laughs> and stuff like that. But they made sure I ate. But, you know, school was... Uh, a different life for me, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love school lunch. I loved it when I was a kid. Salisbury steak and rolls. Oh, we had at Norwell. We had we had uh, we had chicken sandwiches with potato soup. Oh, I killed it. Potato <laughs> soup. Oh, and I'd go around to to each table. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I was kind of, I was the like popular jockeyish kind of guy, but I didn't have no money. So I, my parents had lunch money, so I'd get lunch. But then I'd go around after everybody ate, and I'd say, hey, man, because at that time you had to take money every day to buy your lunch, right? Uh-huh. And I got all yep. this technology stuff yeah. that I don't get. But I'd say, hey, you got you got a quarter. Yeah, 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 here you go. <laughs> I'd buy a second lunch every day off yeah. everybody else's change, right? Yeah. And uh, But I, I mean, I, the kids don't believe me, but there was times uh, – you know, if I put if I got cereal and I had to put water on it, by golly, I put water. On it we didn't have no milk, right? Yep. Or bologna sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I wouldn't touch a bologna sandwich if I had to right now. <laughs> I like mine fried. Oh, I haven't had one in years. Terrible. Fried bologna, man. My, my oldest daughter, she's a freshman at IPY, and she she loves bologna, and I still like. I think it's just because that's what I was a kid. Uh-huh. I'm going, oh, no. I used to make something called SpaghettiO Surprise. Yeah? And it was just SpaghettiOs with Ritz crackers. So oh, Ritz crackers yeah. and crunched up with a little bit of cheese sprinkled yeah. on top. Yeah. SpaghettiO Surprise. We had, we it had was ham so and, good. We had a ham and cheese surprise where we've had ham and cheese and then we put uh, Lay's potato chips on it. <laughs> that's good. I, hot sauce on the Lay's yeah, potato chips. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, the, our, I think our yeah. kids now, like, they they know people are there to help them. They yeah. just I don't think they know how to help. Ask for help, yeah. like you said. Yeah. But then I know it's going to sound way old school, but you know sometimes like it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Life sucks, and get up. Yeah. Right? Yep. get up and go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like you're mentioning, you know the the school system's got a lot of helpful resources for for the students. Um, I'm sure you guys get a lot of community support too. Yeah, How and big that's, is that? uh, you know, obviously I've only, I've only, I've only known three school systems my whole life, Norwell, and then I worked at Peru and now I'm at Oak Hill. And, um, my childhood was awesome. Uh, my experience at the school was awesome. My experience in the community was awesome. Went to Peru, got my eyes open on some, some situations of poverty that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peru's a great school, great school corporation. Um, uh, and then I go to Oak Hill and, and it's, it's almost like, if, if you're missing something, whether it's your sports program or just for a kid of the school, and, and you don't fix it, that's your problem. Because there's so much out there for, for, uh, to, to help. You know, we, there's Converse Church of Christ. There's the river, which I know helps a ton of different schools. Um, we have a new thing called um, 
the uh, Oak Hill Pot of Gold group. Um, they have a, a, a mom prayer group. They have, uh, it, it's, you, if you need help and you don't go get it, that's on you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, kids, kids will go to a coach, right? And if I can't help or I don't know, I'm telling you, I've, I've been there long enough that I could find it right now. Mm-hmm. But if I was new to Oak Hill, I could probably find it in about two phone calls, right? Yep. To find out who mm-hmm. that is or where, where do I go to get this? Uh, that's my job as someone who's been there forever. Me, Ryan Fagan, Bud Osman, we've mm-hmm. all been there forever. Kevin Rimbarger, Paige Brunner, Andrew King. Like, you come find us, and we're going to get you the answer. Mm-hmm. But if, if we have a young coach who has a kid with a problem, um, we better be helping that guy or, right. or gal who's a coach because that, that's, that's where those kids need it. And we certainly have those opportunities um, in our community. I'm sure I, I have never worked in Gas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know several people who live here and work in that school corporation. Um, I guarantee you, uh, oh, yeah. I could call Leslie Winter right now oh, yeah. and say, mm-hmm. Leslie, kid A needs this. And it'll be done. Right. And Steve mm-hmm. Quarter will take care of it. And, mm-hmm. and, and Chance Young will take care of it. So that's because I've been here forever. But, you know, I even go back. Like, my kids play GCVC volleyball. Mm-hmm. And, and um, oh, so her name fails Lori me right now. Lori. Like, I, I, my daughter just came back from college a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, hey, we were driving through here. She's like, I got to stop at Lori's house to get something. It's over here back here behind McDonald's. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm thinking like two minutes, right? I sat in that truck for 25 minutes, right? And I was like, what are we doing? Oh, I forgot this at our national tournament in Orlando. And I said, that was in July, right? And this is September. She's like, I know. I said, Lori held on to that for the whole time. And it was something dumb, like, you know, lanyard that had your keys or something that has no value to me. Um, But I'm telling you, you, you... the, the Lori Elstons of the world are in every community. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. just go ask them. Right. And Lori, you know, if, hey, Lori, I need 10 grand. She'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> right. But she might go, you know what? I know somebody can get you 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, what do you need it for? Let yeah. me figure that out. Mm-hmm. So every one of them have them. So it's just go get them. They're going to help you. Um, and we, we Oak Hill, Sweets or Swayze Converse, Amboy is no different. Like yep. we, And again, Norwell, like Uniondale, Ossian, Bluffton, mm-hmm. there's going to be somebody there to help you. Yeah. Well, it's, that, that's what, you know, we know that, but, you know, we just, we like to let, whether it's a coach or an AD or whatever, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, shout out their community a little oh, bit. Yeah. We think that, yeah. you know, make them feel good about you themselves know, as well. And, and you know, going back to the Coaches Association, we had the North-South at Indiana Wesley, and, and, and uh, I was in charge, me and Coach Benjamin, and, and I said, well, you know, what, what do you what do you need and what do you want? You know, that kind of stuff. I said, look, I'll take care of it in this community. So, like, we had Bad Apple Graphics involved, which, mm-hmm. you know, up there off 18 and 69. Kelly Cup's incredible. You know, I had my kicks from the Subway. Gas City Subway mm-hmm. take care mm-hmm. of things. Um, you know, we, we just, you know, we, we had our event at Roseburg um, with Toby Middlesworth, like, there, this when you bring these things to a small type community, and I don't just mean like Oak Hill and Wesley. I mean we obviously use a lot of different mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. things to help. Like that's awesome. Now when we have this event, like at let's say Indianapolis, right? You're going to get help, but you're not going to get that personal touch, right? right? Yeah, mm-hmm. any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the 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 area here is incredible. Um, that's probably a lot of the reason why I've stayed. Uh, not that I was looking to go anywhere, but it, you, when, you, when you're happy and things are going well, you're not even looking to go anywhere. So yeah. you don't realize that there's anything else out there and we get kind of bottled in our own sense yeah. of where we're at. Yeah, look at Coach Adamson, Adamson over at Eastbrook. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. 30 some years. <laughs> like it. I said, it was a three year stop. Like, hey, I'm going to stay yeah, at this little bit of school. I'll that's why I brought that up. Here You're still are. here. Yeah. You're still here. I'm still well, here, and I've been blessed to be supported, yeah. and, and it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, um, you know, it, it, we, we've had some years that maybe we weren't, weren't, weren't a lot of fun, but um, being around those kids and, and this, you know, the community welcomed me in and i my first words to rob martin as the ad was hey uh i'm just telling you be careful and he's like what do you mean i said your phone's gonna ring like, i'm <laughs> i'm number one i'm gonna make mistakes but number two like uh, this is important to me mm-hmm. right this is really really your field is terrible your uniforms are awful the product on the field has not been you know uh to the level it needs to be like all the other sports programs at that time and i'm like this is just i expect this to be important because you know, let's be honest, some schools or some programs like the the baseball program or name, it doesn't matter, just name it. It's just a guy there because his kid's playing uh, or because he wants to be the basketball coach in Indiana. Right? Uh-huh. You know, it's just I, just something to do until I can get there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I see a tennis ball here on the table. Like, there's probably tennis coaches out there that really take it serious. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I know Alexander has been really, really good. Miss <laughs> Sinwall has been really, really mm-hmm. good. Oh, yeah. But there's probably also tennis coaches like, uh, I'll do it because I got a kid playing or I like to play tennis or, hey, uh, I, I really want to be the basketball coach, so I'll do this and see what happens. <laughs> like, so when I took the job at OK, I'm like, look, no, this is, like, this is important to me me this uh-huh. is what yeah. i want this is who i am so the passion for it yeah you know. yeah well coach we we do want to want to thank you very much for taking the time on this on this great day to yeah. come and hang out in the garage uh with us but ted has before we let you go all right ted's got some uh questions for all you. right just quick ones we call it rapid fire no worries burger brought or a hot dog brought with mustard Water, tea, or lemonade? Ah, uh, diet do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How, how many how many home runs Jazz gonna end up with this year? Uh, He's sitting on sixty right now, isn't he? Uh, I thought I thought I heard on the radio on the way here he hit sixty one. Yeah. Oh, Conrad, you're the Yankee fan. Him. Well, I've been at soccer. I thought I heard. Did uh, they I play just a day seen game today? It flash. Yeah, I seen it flash that they lost. Oh, they, Three two. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I, I know he didn't get I one think, last night. But. I think he definitely gets, and I think he gets a couple more. And I, you know, I'm a baseball junkie. I, you know, those guys that broke the record when mm-hmm. supposedly it was, you know, tainted. But uh-huh. I, I think I've done enough of my homework. Like when those guys hit those home runs, I think the what they were taking was not like illegal, right. At the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. it is now. Right. Is it cheating if everybody's doing it? <sighs> I mean, the pitchers are doing it too. Yeah, that's, right? yeah. So if you still got to hit, you still got to hit it. This game's hard. Like, like if I was in a powerlifting competition <laughs> and I got beat and that that guy cheated, okay, I'm mad because uh-huh. that's what it takes. But I can get as big and fast and strong as I want. I still got to hit it. That, well, and <laughs> those guys whose arms don't bend straight, yeah. there's no way. That's no. just no, uh, no. So but, I, I think he gets it. I think um, I was, I was actually at Wrigley in '98. At a Cubs Cardinals game over uh, Labor Day weekend and watched uh, McGuire and so oh, that was man. that was fun. I uh, was with a college buddy of mine, and um, but I the judge is a special guy. I'm not a Yankees guy. Right. I, I don't I don't hate the Yankees. Uh, I, I just like baseball. And uh, what I like about judges is that um, if I remember right, and you tell me if I'm wrong, as a Yankees fan, is he still the number one ranked defensive right fielder in the league? 
At one time he was. Yes. Like his war was. Uh, I'm wanting up to there. say he is. Let me check. So the guy, real fast. the guy does everything, and, and he yeah, does it right. Yeah. He does it the right way. I mean, there's, you never hear anything negative about him. Um, who's the best athlete you've ever seen? High school, college. Mm. Wow, that was tough. Um, and I've been around a lot when I played in high school and in college. I've coached. Uh, pure athlete. Same Mookie Betts. Oh, is it Betts? Oh, because he's in right now in the center. Yep. Um, you know, I want to be partial to an Oak Hill guy or a Norwell guy. I really do. But <laughs> I coached, and maybe it was just when I did it, but when I coached at Peru and I coached Brandon Jones, Brandon Jones was, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get anything right, but like his bench was like 350, squatted like 500 pounds. He was a Division One football player at Purdue when they were good, uh-huh. nationally ranked. Got to play uh, a little bit on some uh, scout teams uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And and on top of that, on top of that, Gene Cady wanted him to walk on a basketball floor um, or on a basketball team. Um, his his Brandon's senior year, we went over there. Uh, I was just watching. I wasn't coaching basketball. And he dropped like 38 or 39 on Norwell, ironically, <laughs> uh, at Belmont High School to beat them. And then the next night, they had to drive like two and a half hours back to Belmont in the snow, and he dropped 38 or 39 again and missed a uh, about a half-court three-pointer three and missed it to lose to McConaughey in the final. So in two nights, he dropped like 77 oh, points. Man. And the kid is a Division One uh, football player, football player. At, at Purdue. And not Purdue – no disrespect to Purdue now or their fans, but I'm telling you, that Purdue was different then, uh-huh. right? Uh, Brandon was – Brandon was a, a very, 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 very special athlete. Okay. Um, you know, I've been fortunate at Oak Hill with Courtney Moses, mm-hmm. uh, Janae Moffitt, which if you don't follow right. track, don't mm-hmm. know anything, but Janae was a freak mm-hmm. uh, in what they did. I mean, I've coached some baseball kids like Tyler Fairchild, who was uh, mm-hmm. led the nation in ERA with a zero. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, I played with some guys in high school. Alan Eldridge at, at Wayne High School was an unbelievable. He played basketball at Purdue. I'm a kind of a Purdue theme. Uh, I didn't think Luke Recker was that good, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but he was younger. He's a sophomore. But uh, uh, I'd say Brandon Jones. Brandon was a special. And people will tell you Brandon's older brother, which I didn't get a chance to coach because he had graduated before I got there, was Brandon's older brother, LeVar, was better. Really? And I'm thinking, oh, then he should have yeah. uh, been around Chandler Harnish. Chandler's a Norwell guy. Went uh-huh. to play. He played football in Northern Illinois. And then he's, uh, he was on the Colts for about three or four years with mm-hmm. Luck and Hasselback. And Chandler was uh, – Chandler was like an uh, uh, all-state football player. Obviously, played Division One at the MAC. Played in like two uh, bowl games. Uh, was an all-conference basketball player. Was an all-state track person. Like I wasn't me. Like I was all-conference <laughs> here and there, and yep. I was okay and played college baseball. But those guys are freaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your day today and, and sitting with us. No worries, anytime. Uh, hopefully, uh, we will. Uh, We'll uh, have you back. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it, and uh, you know, I appreciate yeah. uh, what you guys do here, uh, promoting athletics in Grant County, and uh, not just baseball. I mean, yeah. I, obviously, that's what is uh, what I love. But most people don't know. Like like tonight at eight o'clock, I, I don't care about baseball. It's about my Seminoles at, at home against Boston <laughs> College, and it's a sellout, and we haven't sold out in a while. And yeah, I know. I'm the weirdo. I, my, yeah. I got like 15 relatives that are, that are alumni. Like that, my, my family's a bunch of Air Force brats. And so okay. Fort, Fort Walton Beach uh, is Eglin Air Force Base, so that's they all stayed down there. So yeah, yeah you know, college football. I got to root for Ohio State. Sorry, I yeah. just 
Yeah, they're they're not bad. Eddie, Eddie, they're Eddie, better than my Seminoles. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie George, just just that's where it all started back when he played. Yeah, I yeah. could actually probably say Archie Griffin. I'm that old. I'm not. Neither's <laughs> <laughs> Conrad. I know. I'm, the, I'm the, You got anybody you want, you want to shout out? Uh, you know, anytime we talk sports or anything like that, I, I just, you know, y'all, you always have connections, right? Yeah. And I talked about some of the people that are my mentors, but, uh, you know, those people that are out there coaching now, you're making an impact. You're doing something. Guys are going to remember, you know, they may not remember wins and losses. They may not remember certain things, but you know, they're, they're going to remember the connection you made or, or whatever. And that goes for youth league too. Like I tell mm-hmm. our youth coaches, like, look, our kids don't care who won the championship last mm-hmm. year. Like, I don't even know when I was a kid, but I know what I did. After every game, I got a suicide drink, which is like all the things <laughs> yeah. mixed together, oh, yeah. and I got a Snickers bar. Right? Uh, yeah. I could tell you that happened every game, uh-huh. right? Yep. And my parents were there, and that, that was great. But, you know, my 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 impacts, My I played for a, a Hall of Fame football coach in Gary Scott. Um, he just passed away about three years ago. Uh, talked to him literally till the about two days before he passed away, and just that connection um, that he and I had. Uh, my father passed away uh, my sophomore year in high school, and that guy still stayed connected to me. Right, I wasn't in the community. I was in college. Mm-hmm. I went off and did other things, and he still reached out, and you know that, you know. Was he a great football coach? Absolutely. No one rode me harder. You know those those things of Lou Holtz grabbing face masks. Nah. And that, that was coach. Coach Coach was really colorful for me. <laughs> um, but I'd, I'd do anything for him. And, and that's where I think people kind of miss the boat. And I get frustrated about travel mm-hmm. ball. And I get frustrated here and there about other things. Because, you know, eventually you, you're, that kid's going to do one of two things. He's going to hate you forever. He's going to love you forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want that. You know, have we gotten, have we cut kids or made a mistake with some kids? Absolutely. But um, you try to do more better than not. So just, right. you know, those youth coaches, you're making an impact. Uh, high school coaches, without a doubt, you're making an impact. The mental health stuff, you got to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, because that that's really, really important. It's awesome we won the conference last year. It's awesome we won Grant Four. We won, you know, we won 22 games. We That's the only the second time. Actually, it's only it's the first time in school history they've won back-to-back 20-win seasons. Wow. And, and so, you know, like, okay, great. Like, <clears throat> I don't. I don't care. What I care is like kids are texting me. Hey, coach, I just had my first son. Here's a video. Awesome. Or, you know, hey, I'm uh-huh. married yeah. next year. You better be there. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, that, yeah, I want to win. Like, I want to win bad. Right. When but. it's over, let's, let's make sure we're not being a total jerk and everybody hates yeah. you and so forth. So, um, that's kind of my high horse right now um, as I continue to get older and like, look, I'm not going to do this forever. Right. Right. Um, I learned that from Rick Atkinson. Uh, and I'm not saying that because we're sitting in Gas City. Right. And Brian Abbott, um, those guys, um, those guys, people flock to them for a uh-huh. reason. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Rick, you know, his, his daughter lives right across the street. Oh, does she? Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. And, yeah. and I, I played high school baseball for Rick. Is that the stories that live across the street? No. Nope. Or is it? It's the Corey's. Oh, Corey's. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The stories live right down the corner. Oh, so, do they? Yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, their yeah, daughter so played volleyball with mine. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he was a special, special. I tell you, if, real, if we have time, do I have two seconds? Oh, you're good, yeah. buddy. Rick, here's a Rick story for you for Gas City that this people, people know this, but it's always cool to hear other things. And I told this story to his family at, at his viewing just because they need to hear these things. Is we, we hosted the sectional at Oak Hill in, uh, I think it was 9, 10, 11, and 12, or 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And I asked Rick to come keep the book, like the official book for the HSA. And yeah, no problem, I'll come. So he comes and, 
2009, we're really, really good. Like, we're ranked, and uh, we had to play Tipton in the final, and they were ranked. We ended up getting beat one or nothing in eight innings or something. And But anyways, before the game, uh, I'm out there, and I'm getting stuff ready, and it's like six hours before the game, five hours before the game. In comes Rick in the parking lot. I'm like, Coach, what are you doing? And, of course, he's like, I'm old. I got nothing better to do. <laughs> right? He's like, get in a car. I'm like, uh, I got stuff to do. He goes, that field's fine. Get in a car. So we get in a car, and I'm like, I don't even – he might take me away from it. I don't know. I'm not going to go He's like, I just want to talk to you. So we just drove around in a parking lot. That's all we did. We drove around a parking lot, and then, and, uh, you know, he just told me how uh, he, he was excited to watch me and what we did and, and proud of what we have done there at Oak Hill and, and uh, thought I did things the right way. And, you know, that value there was mm-hmm. – uh, I wouldn't trade that five minutes with him for mm-hmm. anything – uh, just him reassuring to me uh, what I, and then on top of that, just the Rick who he is. I I didn't know this. Rick has a son-in-law that works for the Cubs organization. I think someone within his family or nephew okay. was an equipment manager for them in Mesa for the spring training. Wow! Right? Well, you don't think those people like try to pay attention here, you know, people because uh, people listen. Rick listened. Uh-huh. Rick knew I was a Cubs fan. Rick knew I love Ryan Sandberg. Rick got a hold of this guy or maybe still had it and had a bat from Ryan in the, uh, from spring training. That's his bat. It's like the, 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 the stamp from Louisville slug. Uh-huh. That's what he used. And Rick's like, Hey, by the way, um, I just want you to know, I appreciate you. I love you. Whatever the exact words were, I want you to have this. I'm like, Whoa, no, 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 no I cannot. And this, no, I'm not taking this. Right. He's like, Nope, you're taking it. I just wanted you to know what, how much I care about you and appreciate what you do. And I'm like, uh, who tells Rick Atkinson no? <laughs> right. I, I, I can't be the first. Uh-huh. So, you know, stuff like that. That you know, you guys here in Gas City, that probably doesn't surprise you at all. But I just think, you know, what a cool, cool thing for me to remember and know from Rick. He was uh-huh. always checking on me, um, and he didn't need to. Right. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he probably didn't want to. Like, gosh darn it! Oh, kills not good. <laughs> I don't want good. You know, I want my team to win. Uh-huh. So, you know, I. <laughs> That that's that's something important to me too. That and, and I I wanted to share that today because like, look, we're we're in Gas City, we're mm-hmm. in Miss Cinnamon Territory. Yeah, that's that, a good story. That's that's that the is. guy, that's, right? Yeah. That, that's the guy that everybody wants to be like. And that that story when I told his family, I think they started to tear up. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not telling you this in a bad way. <laughs> so, but that's that's the impact that man had just on me from yeah. a kid from nowhere, Uniondale, mm-hmm. right? That had nothing in it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a person. So I mean, I I played baseball for him, then I played football for his brother Bill. Yeah. You know, two of the greatest athletes that ever came out of Miss Cinema, right and, there. And can't say a bad word about you them. You can't. <laughs> Nobody can. I don't know. I think my players could say some bad words. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Stephanie Parker over at Beast Prince. And if you're uh, buying or selling a home, get a hold of Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0. And uh, you need to get some suds on your body and start smelling good, or your house, or your car, or whatever you need. Mama Go over to Mama Pearson Soporium down in uh down on Main Street here in right. beautiful Gas City. Yep. <laughs> we we thank our sponsors yep. so much and yeah. Shane, we so much appreciate you coming on yep. and and we appreciate the example you set out there. Yep. I mean, I you're very positive and I try. Keep keep your head held high. Yep. It's easy to be positive when you're winning. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, thanks man. Thanks, coach. Appreciate it. Yep.